Zero Grav here with another fantastic product. Yeah, how's everyone doing this week? You know, last week I went out to Texas and visited some family and they were hospitable. And now I feel like I have to return the favor. So I'm like, oh man, like they took me out to eat. Now I got to take them out to eat. But the only problem is I'm, I'm used to going to spots that a lot of you would probably call more hood. So I'm looking for like some medium hood spots to take middle-aged white people to. So we'll figure that out. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily mix the greatest. Uh, we got a good show for you though. We're going to have our first official like long form interview. Because of course we had Obs the Knob Slobber on back in 2017, back in the Purple Haze days on KZRO. But now we got a real guest, you know, we got... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll reveal that to you later on. But for now, just know that we have a, a real guest. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting week. I've been doing substitute teaching more. And one of the kids had a real, <laughs> I thought it was a hilarious comment. Uh, you know, like these kids are 10 to 12, the current class I'm substituting. And one of the girls, so, so since they're 10 to 12, like their their president has been Obama most of their lives. So one of the girls said, now we're going to go to war because we have a white president. <laughs> and it was funny to me because it's like, it's so different that generation, you know, like in like my generation or our generation with my illustrious guest sitting next to me, you know, it's like we're used to having white presidents. So we don't think about that. But for them, it's like, oh, yeah, the president's supposed to be black. <laughs> it's just a different experience. So I just thought that was like real funny. But yeah, uh, without without further ado, we'll play our next guest, guest on with a little intro track. <laughs> He deserves to be nervous. I'll just, I can edit this out. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the air horns. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you slowed down the voice. <laughs> That's funny. It's Big Kurt the Hero. Yeah. <laughs> first things first. Uh, does being colorblind hurt your art, or does it help to stay positive to not know how much it actually sucks? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what would you say? You brought me on here to rip. 
That's a, no, it's a rib. Just, just some, some fun, yeah, some fun ribbing, I suppose. Well, if you're colorblind, you have a different perspective on the art, so you see what others can't see. That is, that's true. <laughs> you also can't see what others can see. <laughs> what would you say is like the ultimate goal of your art? For my art, I ultimately, I just want to get as good as I can and, you know, really show the world what I can do and, you know, in, like influence people and make people feel inspired. I think that's the ultimate goal for all of my art, that, all my endeavors. That's cool. I would say that's very, that's actually very similar to my music goal, even though we haven't talked about that before. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your art heroes? And like, do you have like a favorite artist, like in any medium, really? Art heroes. Um, that's a lot of different... Uh, Besides me, of course. No, <laughs> I just, first and foremost. <laughs> you know, I'm my own hero. No, You are uh, Kurt the hero. Exactly. <laughs> no, if we're lucky... There, I have a lot of people I look up to in different mediums. and I've specialized in the animation, but I look up to a lot of different artists. You know, like fine artists. Van Gogh's one of my favorites because he... Kind of is really able to tap into his mental state and emotion. He was a pretty. Uh, are we allowed to cuss? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a pretty fucked up guy, and like he he was pretty crazy. And you see a lot of that in his work, but it's kind of what makes it so different. And you know, it feels very relatable in that sense. So if we're talking about fine art, uh, I like Van Gogh. I know it's kind of a basic answer but no not i mean like one i like is picasso just because he's different you know like and on the same tip like are there any artists you think are overrated like when can we hear the monet diss track (laughs) man monet a little bitch (laughs) i say say we collab on that i'm gonna come for beethoven's head (laughs) you know yeah What, what are you working on right now besides the diss besides the dish that you know that's that's the main thing going on <laughs> no uh i'm actually kind of working on a lot so i've gotten a lot more invested in my animation and i'm trying to make it great and anybody who follows me stay tuned for some of that i have some stuff that i'm getting about ready to show uh another specific thing i'm working on is the Life in Zero Gravity 3 alternate cover. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, shit. Yeah, boy. Wait till that hits the streets. So that's something I'm excited to finish, but I'm taking my time trying to make it look good. Uh, on top of that, I'm doing commissions, so I'm actually getting money. I ain't a broke bitch. And, yeah. Nice. Well, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of your art. Do you consider yourself a good artist and or, like, how do you think you could improve? Um, I think with any artist, the only way to improve is time and being willing to accept that you can always do better. Um, I always try to strive to make each thing I do better than the last. Or, you know, you see yourself learning things where you're like, oh, I could have done that better, could have done it faster. And, you know, I it's hard for me personally to be like, yeah, I love this. My art is so good. But, you know, you're your own toughest critic. So 
I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, I feel that like little shit. Like I'm like, God damn it, that bass isn't right, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that fucking. Why did I fuck that word up? Yeah, but it really, it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody else heard that. Nobody you know? cares. Yeah, really, honestly. <laughs> like, and are we gonna hear like another Kurt the Hero music project? Mm-hmm. Will that hit? The streets been waiting. The streets been waiting. <laughs> You know, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, I actually have made it a goal to work on some music this year. Uh, it may be a little different from what I've done in the past, but uh, I'm trying to experiment. So there's, that's all I can say for now. Okay. Keeping it under wraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Well, don't worry. We can play the music as loud as we want on this uh podcast grandpa can't come in and tell us turn it down (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't really have another place to put this but you know i like to tell stories on here and this seemed like it made sense so our grandpa was he was in the movies and somebody was recording they were like bootlegging a movie Yeah, so in the middle of recording it and everything, <laughs> a video, it was like the phone, right, or something. Something like that. So my grandpa leans over to them and says, that's annoying and illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've always, like, hoped that I could fucking find that bootleg just to hear him saying that on there. I always yeah. thought that should be funny. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find Avengers with fucking that on the back. <laughs> I know. The real Thanos. <laughs> But um, I don't know, like you've you've been in a relationship for a while. What advice would you give to people who are in relationships? Because, I mean, you're making it work somehow. What's like if somebody asked you, like, what's the number one advice I could get to be in a relationship? What would you tell them <laughs> or to make it work? Well, her and I get a lot of uh, we do get kind of compliments about that. And it's kind of weird. You know, people are always like, oh, you're cute couple and you know you uh you guys are just so cool or stuff like that but I think I don't know one of the things is just being willing to kind of let yourself be weak in front of somebody that's part of it you know because in weakness you kind of learn about each other and you know if you're vulnerable and willing to grow together then I don't know I think that's that's really the the only thing you can hope for, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, I think I think you know it's it's good to, to like communication is like the most important thing, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think I think it's just important for someone to value you like you value them. You know, it's like that's good. I mean. You you honestly would have better uh, advice on that than me because I haven't had a relationship that lasted that that long. I've, my longest was like two years before now. So, yeah. Uh, what would you change about your life if you could change anything? And like, what are you most proud of? Would you say? Um, that's a that's a bit of a tougher one, <laughs> but. Uh... Sorry, I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, just anything, you know. Just you gotta reevaluate my shit. Because <laughs> uh, you got stuff to be proud of, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I could change anything, it would be to, if I was able to somehow go back in time for school and just take it more seriously, 
like I do now. It's kind of like you wish you knew what you knew now back then and had that same drive and determination yeah. to do, you know, <laughs> damn, why I wait so long? Like, because it's like you can find joy in it and you have that passion, but it's like, I don't want to be too late, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Now you're making me reevaluate my life. <laughs> no, just, what, what's, well, what's something you're proud of, though, would you say? Um, I think I'm proud of the strides I've made recently and how I feel more content with myself as a person. Because uh, I think that's something I think that's something everybody struggles with. But, yeah, for me, I, you know, I, I've been dealing with depression for a while and in that you kind of lose who you are or you forget about the type of person you are, you know, cause everything doesn't matter. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think being able to kind of learn from that and, and, you know, find myself again has been, I'm kind of proud of that, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you, I think you definitely should be proud of yourself, you know, You've always been good at, at like, um, I think, kind of keeping the peace with people. So, and and I think that's like a trait not everybody has. So, I think that's really dope to to be the person that can do that. <laughs> Are there any any shout outs you like to send? Any shots you want to send to the bitch ass haters? <laughs> <laughs> shout outs and shots. <laughs> Start with the shout outs. I want to give a quick shout out to my boy Zero Grab sitting right next to me. Oh, yeah. We've been holding it down since 1994 for me. And <laughs> we got to give love to our little brother, too. Big that Ben. Is, oh, yeah, true. Big our ben. little big brother. Maybe, he, maybe he'll make an appearance at some point on this. I, th- I think so. I mean, I've, I've mentioned that. You know, it's it's one of those things where you try to figure out what you want to talk about with people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, true. this is this is this is a little new for like I'm used to being more of the interviewee, so being an interviewer yeah. is is a little different. And um, I don't know, maybe I, I kind of told you it was going to be an interview, but w- like this is probably different than you expected so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I try not to come in with expectations but you're doing great you're a great interviewer <laughs> why thank you <laughs> just one of my many talents what about the shots at these bitch ass haters <laughs> no leroy been up in this house fucking up my shoes <laughs> barking at the dogs next door fucking interrupting podcasts <laughs> yeah Godcast. Yeah. i forgot uh, oh 11 11 uh we had 11 11 on that particular recording oh uh, the there recording was at 11 11 beep, 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 beep. shouts out <laughs> no I don't, I don't have any enemies no i know enemies, i was just so. i was just fucking around but i think just, maybe i gotta reevaluate <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. If you take anything away from this, remember to always sh- <laughs> take shots at the bitch ass haters. <laughs> that's it. That's the theme. <laughs> What's your favorite track that you've done, like musically, or like, uh, you know? That's hard. Um, I've always been very critical of the tracks I've done, and I because I don't really have a voice for a rap. So I, I was always, I wouldn't you say know, that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of uh, down on myself for that, but I love the 
expression of being able to write whatever and it's you know it's liberating as i'm sure you know but uh i think my favorite track that i was happiest with when it came out was uh it was a bonus track on my ep what was it called uh awkward oh awkward. yeah yeah there we go i remember that, that one. was one i was happy with and i don't know why it wasn't the lyrics weren't particularly good, but something, I don't know, it clicked for me. But yeah. I always like the tracks that you and I do together. I feel like we kind of feed off each other's energy. and Yeah, those are fun. Something exciting each time, you know, it always feels, I don't know, it feels like home. Yeah, you're like you're like my AZ, you know. If I'm Nas or something, like that's like the bitch, only guy. You're AZ. <laughs> Life's a bitch, and then you die. You better shut the fuck up, fight dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I, mean? I was just playing like no, it's I'm like Nas kidding. doesn't have a lot of features, so yeah, no, people love AZ. Shout out to AZ. No, no shout shots. No shots. No shots. <laughs> <laughs> we're just fucking around thing, yeah yeah is he alive yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah he's alive <laughs> just what's what's your favorite track that that we've done would you say favorite that you and i have done together we've done we've done a decent amount yeah like probably i'd say about 10 maybe <laughs> maybe a little something less. like that um Sure, we'll have more. I what? actually like the very first one we did. Um, makes no sense. That was just a fun one, and we had oh shit. <laughs> that was our first kind of a uh, jump into it, you know. And that was that was cool. But uh, my favorite is probably Jelly. Jelly. That's that was just the fun. funnest one to do, and you know that we weren't really constrained by what we wanted our message to be or anything like that. We just had fun with it. And I think it showed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we need some more tracks like that. That was a fun one, you know? Yeah. I'm sure we'll have more. Uh, I wanted to get you on part three, but it was just so planned out that I'm like, ah, there's not really like space, you know? I was going to get Big Ben on there too, but um, this year is going to be a lot more free for me musically. So I'll, I'm just going to, now I'm just going to make shit and see what happens, you know? Yeah. I've had all these albums planned for so long and just, like, constructing them. And now I really, I honestly don't really, like, I'm thinking about a follow-up to Vibel, but other than that, like, I don't really have anything in mind, you know? So That's good. I think there's something kind of fun about just having uh, ideas and going with them in the in the moment, you know? Not even necessarily planning, but... Uh, sometimes that's how you get your best songs. That's how that awkward one, I did that the last second because I was like, I want to use this beat. I like this beat. So that was the only reason. And I don't know. It turned out good. That was a cool one. Yeah. I liked your EP, though. That It was a cool EP. I think, honestly, I think a lot of people liked it. Like, I felt like it, it had, like, a good reception. So definitely, like get back in the booth and if you if you if you have the passion for it i think you could make something cool yeah i am kind of interested in really getting back into it and i want to try the music side of it more so oh know, like production yeah yeah and kind of bringing both of them together to see what i can come up with and still have to learn but i think it could be interesting no yeah that's definitely 
I get that. Like when I started out, I was like almost strictly an MC. Like I'd produce my own stuff, but it, I wouldn't want to say I was going out of my way to make the beats like the background thing. But I was I, I didn't want I wanted my voice to be what stood out or like the lyrics more than anything. So mm-hmm. then I kind of expanded to that. Like and <laughs> now this question seems weird to ask, but do you have like a favorite track of mine? Like individually? Um, I have a lot that I like, and it's hard to pick one, but what immediately came to mind when you asked that was Download This. The OG one? Yes, off of uh, Life in Zero Gravity Part 1. I, that one just, everything clicked so well, and I'm a little biased because I like piano and stuff, but everything just fit together, and I felt like it almost wrapped up your, uh, hip-hop experience up until that point so it was kind of cool to see it it almost felt like an ending of sorts but also you know it's a new beginning too so no yeah that's a good you know that that is that's a good point because it was it was that was the longest gap I've ever had between projects so like to finally get that out there I think it did feel like such a journey to that point and I've been a lot more consistent release and stuff since then so yeah i yeah that makes sense honestly yeah yeah i don't know that one you know every time it comes on it's one of those songs that i don't skip you know oh nice that's cool i'm just like oh i can you know i'm always in the mood for it that's cool um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was just curious like you know it's always interesting to see that perspective does does Denise still like you, dude? Inquire oh my minds want to know. <laughs> That's kind of an inside joke, Next. but I don't care. That shit's funny. <laughs> what what projects do you have on the way? Like I sort of asked that, but you know, like is there anything it's in relation to anything? Yeah. Um, I'm about to finish my school, so we have to do a senior project that's a year-long thing. So I don't know exactly yet what i'm gonna be doing but that's gonna be the biggest project that i've done up to this point so it'll be interesting okay cool i'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with you know um what are your thoughts on the current state of art like in general art in general i feel like it's it's at somewhere where it's never been but at the same time it's so accessible now and um, accessible in good and bad ways. And for good, um, it's just the fact that more people have the ability to not only view art, you know, because it's all on the internet and a lot of it's digital these days, but just to be able to do it, people have the resources to kind of uh, be able to express themselves. So that's, I would say that's the good thing about it. Um, the negative to that is there's too much art and a lot of shitty art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in every, I mean, in every industry, music is way oversaturated with, uh, a lot of just shit, (laughs) just shit. That was actually my next question. What are your thoughts about the state of music? Because it's different. Like when you say art, people don't always, that's not the first thing people think of painting and shit, but it's all, you know, connected. Yeah. For music, there is a lot of shit out there, but we've all, we're also getting some really good 
kind of stuff where art is kind of being enmeshed with the music and you're seeing almost new genres or just blurring of genres, you know, and I think we we're getting a lot of interesting stuff in the more, you know, underground kind of scene or the, you know, not necessarily in the mainstream, but I think that's where you're seeing the most interesting kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I feel like the mainstream, like hip hop, you know, I love hip hop, obviously, but it's almost like it has too much influence in mm. a way because it's like now the country songs have like the trap drums. Right. It's almost like a monopoly on sound, you know, everything that's popular has some type of uh, kind of mechanically produced thing. You know, a lot of it's just beats that, you know, are kind of made with hip hop. But I think when people are actually playing instruments and stuff, then you're seeing, uh, I don't know, different kinds of things. But I think that's more and more rare these days. Yeah, there's a lot less instrument playing, huh? Yeah, which, you know, it's not necessarily bad, but, you know, at, you know, at some level, it's like people with no talent are being able or given a platform to spread shit music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, and there's a lot of people that really are just doing it for money and they're just like doing it to to like perpetuate an image and shit like and that's kind of obvious but now it's like they literally they're like yeah just write me this song make me this beat and and give me like a reference track and you know and it's not uncommon these days for that to be a thing i feel like yeah i think something unnerving that i've heard is um the fact that they're letting the rapper or so rappers are saying it's okay for uh people to write verses uh for them and I'm like, for rap, that's the, you know, you've kind of touched on it where it's the one genre where you can't really do that because your lyrics are so tied to your credibility and your talent. Because if we're just letting people write your lyrics for you and they're not getting credit, then you're, what you're doing is delivery, <laughs> which is some type of talent in its own, but it's not, not necessarily musical time even you know yeah well not only that but fucking the a lot of times they have reference tracks that are showing them how to deliver it so yeah so it's yeah. like that's really not doing much it's like yeah just say it like this that's true you need breath control so there's a little bit to it but honestly like if you just trained anybody how to rap they could rap like if you just wrote them lyrics and gave them reference tracks like right. they could copy that like it I'm sure there's some people that would struggle with it, but the average person could probably do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's almost like the model equivalent in music in the sense that models are hired because of their looks, not necessarily a talent. They And I'm not trying to say they don't have any talent, but I feel like a large portion of what it is is how they look. Yeah. And um, with artists like that, what that's communicating to us is that it's their voice that matters most. And it's kind of, that's how I'm saying it's kind of similar because, you know, it's like something that isn't talent that's, that's being uh, appreciated as opposed, you know? Yeah. It's like aesthetics. Yeah. What do you think about what, like about art artists and musicians speaking out on politics and social issues? Um, 
that's hard because I feel like a lot of music has been tied to that in the past and they, they have a lot of influence, but at the same time, whose influence is, is right. You know, are, are like, is this an artist spreading some type of hate or some message that isn't necessarily the right, uh, the morally right thing, or, you know, I think it gets a little messy because of how idolized these people are. They have a lot more power than, than um, we realize sometimes. Yeah. And that, that's a good point. And that actually brings me to the, my next question, which is like, should there be a limit to freedom of speech? And if so, like, what should the consequences be if you like violate the rules of that? Mm. That's a little harder. Um, I don't know if there should be a limit to freedom of speech that's imposed by laws or something like that. I mean, to, to some extent, I mean, you shouldn't be able to go out in public and like yell at kids or, you know, just say whatever the fuck you want. And uh, so there's some gray areas there, but also I think it's kind of a self-regulating thing. Like if somebody says some shit to you that you don't like or agree with, then they're willing to accept an ass whooping. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fair. You know, I think there's, I think more ass whooping should be allowed. (laughs) You know, I think that would solve some stuff. I'm not saying violence solves everything, but it's like, if you say some fucked up shit, I should be able to punch you in the face and like, you know, I don't know, like square up. (laughs) Ideally, solve it with words. But if some motherfucker is getting out of line, there's nothing else you can do. (laughs) Hands are tied at that point. I think so. (laughs) Tied into a fist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. This and this is. I mean, there's no segue to this. But do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Ghosts and aliens. And or aliens. Um. I. I do. That's the short answer. I I do. Um, Definitely aliens, because just how vast the universe is, I can't just believe that there's not life somewhere else. Um, Yeah. You know, that just doesn't feel tangible. For ghosts, um, that's a little harder. I They don't feel tangible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's harder because it's... (laughs) Uh, that's something that's hard to prove. Um, and I'm not saying that if they're not real, but uh, I think a lot of it is you opening up your mind to uh, those kinds of things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of look at it like, if you die and decompose, like your atoms still stay here. So it's not that hard for me to believe that somehow it could transfer to another source like that, Mm. like energy, because nothing ever is really totally gone. Like even if you burn something, the ashes become stuff that goes into the air. I don't know. That's just the way I think about it. That's why like there is, there is reincarnation, whatever the form may be different than some people believe or whatever, but I think there's some type of reincarnation in that way. That's true. I mean, there is. Everything is made up of 
atoms, you know, and <laughs> you know, those, those elements come from shit that's broken down. I mean, you see, you see shit die in the forest and it'll grow into a tree later, you know, there's some, there's some undeniable, uh, kind of tied to that but this also i do believe there's some some form of reincarnation above that even if a person is blind in life do you think they're blind as ghosts because that would be trash <laughs> damn <laughs> that would suck so bad <laughs> well maybe it wouldn't because all you knew when you were blind was not seeing shit. Yeah, you would know, but what if you're like hoping, like, damn, I hope when I die, I'll get to see some shit, and then you're like, fuck! <laughs> or, well, now, d- does that mean ghosts have a heightened sense of smell or something like that? Or yeah, like, do they just not, are they unable to haunt shit if they're blind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you just hear them bumping into the walls and shit, like, that's all you hear. Is it, God damn it. <laughs> or what if they're, oh, de- what if they're like, <laughs> What if they were dumb in real life and then you just hear, boo? (laughs) That shit would suck. That's actually scarier almost, I think. Or would you just laugh? I don't know. I don't know. That's hard. So you're starting a business. What can you tell us about it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. It's a little little thing we call Three Kings Kratom. It's a kratom. Oh, if you don't know about it, it's called it's a kratom. Or if you don't know about kratom, I'm sorry. Uh, it's pretty much an herb that helps reduce anxiety, pain, and stuff like that. And it's so it's, it's weed. No, it's just... not weed. <laughs> um, it's not weed. I'm kidding. And. I don't know. For me, I have used it for anxiety and uh, stuff like that, and it's been very beneficial. So, uh, my my colleague and I <laughs> uh, decided to make a business and start selling our own. And you know, we wanted to find the best kratom around and be able to provide it to people, let them kind of experience what it's like, you know. Because it's helped us in so many ways. And uh, yeah, we're in the middle of making it right now. We have our website uh, functional, but not complete yet. And uh, we just got our employee identification number today. So we are official. Oh, nice. Congratulations. And as you're saying that, this really tripped me out. So one of the kids in my class today was talking about Three Kings, which is like this Mexican tradition. I don't know if you've mm. heard of that. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that's just really interesting. It's one of those things. Yeah. How often does that phrase come up? Never. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, what the hell? So maybe good things will happen to you. Maybe this is the multiverse speaking to you right now. It's calling out. How did you get into Kratom? We... I've tried Kratom uh, a long time ago, probably when I was uh, 19, 18. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, I tried it for the first time a long time ago, and it, it tastes terrible. And, hey, you uh, don't want to tell them that. They're not going <laughs> to... No. <laughs> no, no keep it real. Keep it real. No, it, <laughs> it tasted terrible. So I was like, why would I, why would I use this? Why would I drink it? 
uh, I made like a tea out of it. I'm like, uh, cause, uh, I heard of the benefits it had and I, it just didn't click with me then. And I think we had some bad quality stuff, but even now we've, or not even now, but now I, I've tried it over the past year or two and, um, gave it another chance. And I've seen just a huge benefit from it. And, uh, I don't know. It still tastes terrible, but <laughs> it's worth it. And if you were able to taste it and still hear me endorsing it, and you, you, know, that, you know it's good. You, you know it hey, you got that top shelf kratom now. Huh? No more of that stress kratom. <laughs> Drink that stress. <laughs> yeah, the one that we had a long time ago was brown. It's not really supposed to be like that. <laughs> it's dark brown. That's not, the, the, this, I'm sorry. It, just sound, it sounds like there's so many parallels to weed. I know it's not the same thing, but it's like, that's what the bad weed looks like, right? It's like brown. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, this isn't really, it's supposed to be green, right? Why does this look like that? Yeah, it was some, some bunk cream. <laughs> Do you think any substances should be illegal? And like, if so, which ones and why? Mm. Get my Anderson Cooper on. No. <laughs> uh, that's, I don't know if they should just because of how, how many more issues it creates by making it illegal. Uh, it's almost like it, I could, I don't know if I'm fully about that just because people don't have like self-control, yeah. but I think they're over-regulated uh, where they are you know, telling people they can't have it makes it one or more and <laughs> or makes them one or more. It definitely drives up the demand, which I think empowers cartels. That's just like my... Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if they just were able to give it a regulated doses and stuff like that, then maybe it would be better. I mean, obviously drugs, <laughs> drugs are a no. No, drugs are bad for you, but... Um, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if it's as bad as the kind of war that it's created. They call it the war on drugs. How do you have a war on <laughs> drugs? <substances? laughs> I'm not the first to say this, but drugs won that shit. <laughs> drugs won that war. Yeah. Drugs, can't you drugs. can't kill drugs. <laughs> In fact, if, if you try to burn them... <laughs> Or Definitely don't try to burn the drugs to, to win the war. There shouldn't be any flamethrowers in the war on drugs, I don't think. Yeah. It's to totally ineffective. Uh, yeah, so I would lean more towards them not being illegal, but they should be regulated to maybe a lesser extent. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I ain't got the answers all the time. What? That's why I brought you on here now. <laughs> All right, this interview's up now. <laughs> no, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I get that. I definitely get that. Like, it makes sense to me, and I definitely think that the the sentences are fucking bullshit. Like, how are you gonna lock someone up for thirty years for a substance? Like, yeah. that's bullshit. I think that's always been bullshit. <laughs> it's like I don't care if they're if they're selling it to like a whole city, like. It's still their choice at the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah. 
like I, I guess there, I could see there being some type of punishment just to deter people because but at the end of the day, I feel like people are going to do what they're going to do. Like they're, they're just going to start doing the choking game again. If you get rid of drugs. Right. I mean, what like alcohol is a drug. We, uh, cigarettes are a drug and they're not banned. They're just as bad for you, for you as most drugs, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, that is true. And a lot of the, a lot of them are naturally occurring anyway. You know, maybe they could ban synthetic type drugs i guess but what they're really banning is something that grows naturally right all the yeah like whoa and i mean i've never seen fucking tylenol grow on a tree or you know like any of that any of the pharmaceuticals i shouldn't have said tylenol i don't know why that's just that was just the what about the opioid crisis yeah that seems, I don't know, to me that almost seems worse because it's just like anything manufactured like that is like, it's kind of scary, you know? Yeah, it is. We're kind of guinea pigs to it because we don't know the long-term effects of a lot of medicine. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust I don't trust that stuff. What, what was your worst experience on drugs? My worst experience? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um... A lot of those. <laughs> Not a lot, but there's some. Just anything that sticks out. I know it's probably hard to think of like one that was like um, stood out. I haven't had very many bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people do drugs. They're fun. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I think generally how it makes you feel after the next day or next few days, you see why you shouldn't be doing them all the time. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, but from bad, nothing too bad. I remember there was one time where, um, oh, you know what? There was a time that was bad. It wasn't bad for me, but it was bad for the people around me. Um, we had some magic mushrooms. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, I had done them maybe one time before that. And they... I thought I was fine. Like the first time I had them, I had a small amount, maybe a gram. I'm not sure exactly how much you were supposed to have. And uh, I was fine. I got some mild kind of hallucination type stuff and felt funny. My stomach hurt. But the second time I uh, took a, what they would call a full dose, but I think it's way too much. I couldn't imagine <laughs> that being like cool because I was out of it for Probably eight hours. <laughs> and uh, we were, where, where were you at? <laughs> we didn't even make it far from the house. So we, were, we, were at the, we had these steps by our house. Um, you, you know them. Oh, the, the and, famous steps. Yes. And we were sitting there all night. And, well, we were in the garage at first. We'll start with that. And uh, I was with two friends. I'll leave them anonymous. Yeah, I don't know. Well, mushrooms are pretty mild, but I feel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I took him, and we we all took some. They didn't want a lot, so they gave me the most, and I was like, "Okay, cool, this will be." Did you dirty? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, that was a bad choice. (laughs) 
for them because I still had a great time, but they had to take care of me. <laughs> what did they like? Do you remember what you did? Or yeah, I remember most of it because I know it's not that type the time of frame doesn't feel right because it felt like it went by so fast. But anyways, <laughs> when you start to feel them, your stomach kind of twirls, or uh, you know, and I was uncontrollably kind of laughing and we all kind of were and that's when we we're like okay we gotta leave the garage <laughs> <laughs> something's about to go down so we just went to the steps that are you know pretty close to the house in the neighborhood and that's when they really started to slap and um yeah i remember sitting on the steps and i kept repeating the word seven and apparently i was repeating it for it's that numerology (laughs) shit it's like seven 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 (laughs) and i don't know if it was quite like that but i do remember i was saying it a lot kind of and i can't really remember the other conversations we had but i did remember one of my friends left to uh he went to his house to he was gonna get something for me i think he was actually getting a a bong (laughs) when we didn't know at the time but he came back with a bong but he was gone for an hour because he got caught up watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> so I was alone with my other friend and she was taking care of me, just freaking out. And uh, Yeah, that was not a good experience for her, but I have fun. What I do remember, the one thing I re- remember, because uh, you don't really notice a lot of hallucinations at first or you don't necessarily remember them vividly, but I do remember when I got home, I was still feeling it a little and I looked at... Uh, I was watching Futurama because that's my comfort show. <laughs> and uh, Fry's face was warping a little and changing color. I was like, ah, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> and that was that. But uh, oh, and I think I pissed on myself. <laughs> it wasn't the best experience. Did you hallucinate? That's definitely the worst experience. <laughs> did, that, did you think that was something else? Like, I oh, why am I swimming this. right now? <laughs> so. But I'm concerned. Are, are you telling me that Nintendo has been lying to us for decades? <laughs> I thought I, I thought mushrooms made you grow like t- double, triple your size. <laughs> maybe the, you know. Maybe it's a mental thing. Yeah. Oh, it's that Mario's makes dream. so Mario's just tripping out. He's like, "Oh, I'm growing, Mama Mia! I'm growing." Growing. <laughs> like, no, you're still five feet. Because <laughs> what the fuck is a Goomba? You know. He was probably on him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. He's probably on it. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of the stuff in there. <laughs> He's jumping on turtles, killing them. All this time. I mean, we've we've banned straws in California to help save the t- turtles. We should have been banning Mario. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best experience on drugs? Um, on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to do that. Um. I'm usually not so open about my experiences, but I guess it's I'm fine this time. Oh, if you, if but you, no, you know. it's 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 fine. I don't know if you knew these stories before. Even. I don't. I, I don't. That sounds a little familiar. It sounds a little familiar. But if you, you but, know, um, the best time was probably one of the first times that I ever tried like ecstasy. I've only done it a few times, but that first time you just feel uh, 
very happy. That's that's just what it does. You feel like hyper happy and you're extra friendly to people. You know, when you see kind of parodies about it, they're somewhat accurate. <laughs> just extra. Well, it's ecstasy, funny. right? Like the yeah. name. <laughs> I think we were at some concert. I want to say it was Hard Summer. And uh, up until that point, I kind of didn't like EDM at all. I thought it was shit. And most of it is. But... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that it's made for that. <laughs> that is the reason. Oh, yeah. You, you could tell. Like, <laughs> that whoa, whoa, whoa. So we finally got you to throw some shots at some artists. <laughs> any, you want to name any specific shitty idiot? No, I'm just like, <laughs> Most of them. It would be easier to name the ones that are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have that much. We don't have that much time. Uh, <laughs> No, nah, my bad. I, I mean, I'm just, I was just spitballing, just come, like I, I knew that you, I knew that you had tried that before, and and I thought mushrooms, because mushrooms are milder than that, so you know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, just it's just interesting questions to see. Like, yeah, I think the hardest thing was being able to admit that stuff to people that I cared about, because I thought people would judge me, and. I think that's the true bad experience. Having I, mean, to you know, I mean, pissing yourself and sitting inside your house that you grew up in is kind of not <laughs> the best. But, you know, it's not, it wasn't as much anxiety as like being open about it. <laughs> now that makes sense. That, that'll definitely fuck up your high, huh? <laughs> Having yeah. somebody like judging you. You know what you need? You need some ecstasy. (laughs) Chill you the hell out. (laughs) What was your worst experience? I'm such a lame, like, in terms of trying shit. I can't even, like... I guess, you know, you know what? I I think I have one. Doing Nas, like, (laughs) fucking... I felt stupid for, like, a week. You know what? Thank you. You reminded me. This is actually sort of a funny story. Because I, you know how our audience may not be familiar with like Nas. It's not. I don't think it's that common. But yes, it's the shit from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it's the same shit. So you seen what that does to the cars in there? Imagine inhaling that. It does kind of the same thing to your brain cells as you see in the exhaust pipes in those movies. It's fucking just burning them up. <laughs> Fuck man. But the th- the thing that's funny about it is um. Like, you know, helium makes your voice high, so you'll be like, hear me, meow. But Nas makes it deep. So when I when I first, I, I had, I went to a party in Pomona, of course, because that sounds about, it was like a kind of a chola party. Uh-huh, <laughs> they had the Nas tank. <laughs> so um, I, they gave me a balloon, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it made my voice all deep it sounded like I got screwed and chopped like it actually <laughs> it was like, oh, I remember just like I remember just I didn't feel right for like a week I wouldn't recommend that shit definitely don't do that a lot I don't think it's good for you it's not I, as bad as doing dust stuff <laughs> I've heard of you've heard story. I'm surprised that didn't go well, the, the, <laughs> how did the dust off go what was the effects of that like <laughs> the story for that you know i'll be honest i tried it once and it's not you feel like you're <laughs> did you feel dusted brain. off <laughs> you feel like you're ruining your brain but uh sounds similar the funniest thing was when i had two friends uh 
having almost a contest where for some reason I brought out the dust off and they latched onto it. It's And I don't think they had done it before that, but they just kept hitting it. They finished my whole can of dust off, which was for cleaning my damn computer. So I was kind of pissed. <laughs> they still owe me. You know who you are. <laughs> and uh, computer's been dusty. Just kept going and like, it's kind of reminds me of that NOS where they, the voice gets funny. And uh, Have you tried NOS? I haven't, no. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'll take your word. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing for you, but it's definitely not good. Yeah, that was funny. I, I think I was there for that. Your fr- the friends. Were, right? Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like uh, one of my friends, like we were like, Oh, I think he's all right. And then he, right after that, he slammed into a wall on the nose. <laughs> it's like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> he's not okay. <laughs> That's wild. I bet you it's a similar thing. It sounds like it. I mean, it's stuff you inhale that you shouldn't be inhaling. That's <laughs> like, I would think that NAS is probably worse, but I'm not sure. It just seems like it would be because, yeah, I mean, it's like at least. <laughs> At least, like, you're allowed to spray your computer, so it's somewhat okay to inhale. I don't think you're <laughs> NOS is just one of those things that gotta goes go in the fast. car. <laughs> gotta go fast. Yeah, I thought I was gonna turn into Sonic, but it didn't work out. <laughs> gotta go fast. <laughs> oh, this is dark, but what circumstances should be punishable by death penalty, if any? <laughs> what circumstances? Doing NOS, maybe. Yeah, doing NOS. <laughs> um, Do you believe in I don't know. That's, that, that's kind of... That's a hard one that I've kind of struggled with yeah. in the past. I feel easy. like I kind of changed back and forth. But <laughs> there, I don't think there's a lot that warrants the death penalty. Um, maybe mass killings. Because I don't even, even know if killing one person necessarily warrants it but you know stuff like that or torture like torture of people especially brutal killings yeah Yeah, i get that but yeah i don't know that's how do you feel about that well part of me wonders if being in jail or prison is more of a punishment than just like being put out of your misery you know Mm. i'm almost like i don't know if this is more brutal but sometimes i'm like should those people just be in solitary confinement and just have to sit there with their thoughts? You know, like, cause that seems more like worse to me than just like dying and like not having to think about it anymore, you know? Yeah. Cause I've, I mean, I like to think that they feel bad about it at some point to some level, I guess some of them probably don't, but <laughs> seems like it would be pretty whack to be in prison for like 40 years and just be like, damn, if I wouldn't yeah. have killed that person. No, they usually seem like completely changed <laughs> after a while. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm like, it's a tough one. Cause I could, it's one of those things where I could definitely see both sides. It's like, yeah, if you kill somebody, I could see why like people would think, Oh, well you deserve to die. But then part of me is like, well now two people are just dead. So what, where did we get yeah, there? You, you know, fix anything. I mean, yeah, you, the people should be rehabilitated. Yeah. And I think there's just so many times where they fuck up and they, they kill the wrong person, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, too. yeah. What then? Like, is that just like cool? <laughs> well, or then you just killed two innocent people. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, how does that work? I don't know. To me, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard one. Cause the alternative is, 
more cruel <laughs> even you know keeping somebody in jail forever <laughs> you know right but it's like it's almost like that seems like more of a punishment you know mm -hmm. in a way i don't know maybe it's just sometimes i think of things differently than other people so other people are probably like what the fuck are you talking about but <laughs> to me it makes sense yeah. <laughs> what do you want to tell the people if anything as we beam down from this dimension what's what, what would you like to dimension 11 yeah um i would just say live free in the sense that don't have expectations and plans for everything that you want to do to where you disappoint yourself when you're not productive or things don't go as planned and take life moment to moment. I'm not saying don't have plans, but enjoy what you have now because that's all life really is, is the, is the now. It's the now and the memories of before. So, I mean, that's still the now <laughs> and you just have to live in it. If you're thinking about the future all the time and what you could do better and all that, then you're not really living in the present. And yeah, that's the that's the only advice I could really give, you know. Yeah, and that's the, that's an interesting thing that I think about is like there's two ways to think about it. There's I think there's either only the now or there's only the past and future. <laughs> yeah you know so it's just like one of those things like because either it's like the only thing that's happening is like what's happening right now or stuff that happened in the past everything that you know a lot of stuff is in the past or it's about to happen so i don't know i haven't come up with that but right. i like the idea of there being like only now really but i definitely get the you know that and i think everything it could build up to what's happening now but it's almost like you could look at it like everything's stacking on top of each other right to this moment or you just look at it like oh there is this isn't a moment this already happened or it's about to happen. it's just a weird thing to think about sometimes yeah yeah i think I, I i had this earlier but i don't think we actually got like a answer so it's probably good i wrote this question again what are you most proud of <laughs> <laughs> Coming back full circle, full <laughs> circle, half circle, yeah. semi-circle, um, crescent moon. Uh, I don't know if I had to answer it differently. It could be anything. It could be like a picture you did, song, like yeah. just a moment in your life, like. I think um, for me, it's hard to remember specific things and relate to that feeling that I had at that time because I've had that where you feel very proud. But most recently where I felt a lot of pride was with my animation. And that's because I put so much time and effort into a project because I, I wanted to. I didn't feel like it was work. And I felt like I could do it for the rest of my life. And it felt so liberating to have that and know and be so sure about what I want to do. And it kind of showed me how far I've come from 
the depths of depression where I couldn't even sit and do that work before. And now I could sit for eight, 10, 12 hours a day and be happy doing it. So I think I'm proud of that. Yeah, that was kind of a hard question. Like, um, I don't, I, I don't think I could name one thing. I mean, uh, honest. Well, I can name uh, one for you, Jasmine. <laughs> That's the easy answer, you know. Um, when I when I graduated college, like I'm sure you'll have that too. And in re- that's lost some luster now. <laughs> like, damn. Well, yeah, that's cool, I guess. But lost a little. So Jasmine, Jasmine kind of exceeded that in the rank. Those happened right around the same time, so that was cool. But um, yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Mm. I don't know if you have any, but <laughs> kind of on the spot. Um. Yeah. Um. What? goals or expectations do you have going forward for your life or are you doing what I say and living in the now (laughs) (laughs) you know I like it's I really want to be able to make more of a career out of music I think you've known that for I've wanted to make a career out of music as like long as I can remember really you know yeah I'd say third grade is like the latest that it was like, I feel like it was even before that. So it's hard. Like, I think I'm able to live in the moment, but sometimes I'm like, I guess I could do a better job of that. I don't know. In general, I'm just like, it would mean so much to me to just be able to, to like make, I don't even need to be rich or famous, but just to make enough to get by on music it just to see you could probably relate to this. I just want to see like if once I could dedicate like all or most of my time, all the time I spend working on other shit to dedicate that to art. I just want to see what I could do because that's what these artists get to do. And I'm just like, I've never gotten to do that. There's always been some other shit I had to do or like yeah, you have to work overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I already work overtime and then I have to do the music and it's just extra. And it's like, I love to do it. And I don't know. I guess I would just like to see a little more from it, you know, because sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm getting a lot. Like people don't check it out even most of the time. So it can be kind of frustrating to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would, would be discouraging. And I think it is hard when you, especially when you put so much into something that, um, it's hard not to get recognition of some sort, you know, because I can relate to that as an artist where you'll spend, you know, dozens of hours on a project or something like that. And then you feel proud and happy after it's done. And then it's so fleeting. And part of that's because you don't know how it affected other people or, you know, I think people don't realize how far just saying like, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> goes or you know just some type of input says so, yeah, uh, you know i don't know regardless of whatever you i guess regardless of uh what you want uh or what you think you want you always appreciate recognition and some type of validation you know regardless of like you telling yourself that yeah i'm doing this for me and i really want to you know, I feel happy when I do this. I think 
you really want validation too, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, well, you know, and I like to, like, for me, I love just making the music and I've gotten to a point where I'm, I'm, as long as I'm happy with it, like, I can honestly say, I think I'm, this sounds kind of douchey, but I'm a pure artist. Like I'm happy with, I love to make the art. I make it for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I make it like if I think it sounds good and it's always a bonus when people are, are feeling it. But for me, I'm just like, man, like if it comes out like how I want it to come out, I'm happy with that, you know, and uh, I'm not really trying to please anybody per se, but it's always, obviously it's always nice when people like something you did. Like yeah. there's no doubt about that, you know? And I don't know. And I think that's one, that's something I'm proud of is that I could honestly say like what I put out is like a true expression of me. And I think I went through a phase where I was just kind of like, I was making shit like, no, no albums. Every album I release has been a pure expression of me and every EP for that matter. But like the, some of the song there was like a a phase from like I want to say around like 2012 to 2016 where I was kind of like I was just like experimenting and I was just like trying to show people oh I could do this sound I could do that sound and I mm -hmm. think that's like a normal phase and and to an extent it's still fun to do that because I feel like I can take like I can take these trap sounds and push them like further than people are doing you know yeah like if because i'm like if i could spit like some dope punchlines over trap beats like that's not really being done as much you know or like a lot of times when the the artists that try that like it's like these older guys and they can't like hit the beats right and it just doesn't mm -hmm. it yeah. sounds like a little forced mm -hmm. and, and like i don't know like like last week i played lingo and to me that's like a perfect example of that like it's like I I really I like that beat and I don't always like those beats. So if I find like a like a trap style beat that's like dope like that, like it's really fun to to just showcase something different, you know. So right. But it's it's yeah. I don't know. I know that that went in a million different directions. But yeah, like I guess I I that's that's actually my toughest issue is not meeting my own expectations. Like. I barely play shows like it's hard to play shows and like I love to do shows but it's hard so I'd like to do more of that and just like get get my music out there more to an extent not I think there's a cutoff like I don't really want to be as famous as like some of these people like I want to be able to do regular shit but yeah I don't yeah, that's true <laughs> so, so it's like one of those things like all right how do I like figure out the right level of like <laughs> The right level of fame. The like, right level of appeal. Yeah. yeah. Like hieroglyphics is at a cool level to me or, you know. Yeah. Or even like gorillas, I would say. I'd say they, like Damon Albarn, at least in America, can go most places and not really get fucked with. That's true. Which is yeah. kind of dope. Like something like that. Like I'd like to, <laughs> I think you get like a good benefit of it, you know. Yeah. I don't want to be one of those people that has to like hide their face and <laughs> can't go anywhere. Yeah, that would be a stressful lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Are any more questions for me? Um, if you, oh, this seems like a sour note to end on. <laughs> but, well, the, the, <laughs> but uh, you never know how I'll answer. That's true. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't make a living off of music and it just 
didn't work out, one, would you keep doing it just for the love of it? And two, what's something you want to do instead of that? Why the fuck would you ask that now? <laughs> I actually had that planned as a response. I forgot to say it the first time. <laughs> Why the fuck would you ask? But that actually worked out better. No, you know, honestly, like I, I like to, there's like part of me that's like, that's it. I'm quitting if this shit doesn't work. But then part of me is like, no, you're fucking not. Don't fucking lie. You love to make music. You're going to make the shit like regardless. You know, like you, would you stop drawing if you couldn't make a career out of it? No. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm, I can't stop. I can't stop. Like, I I just love the process of it, you know? Yeah. It's exciting to, like, think of new sounds and, like, new ways to go, you know? Yeah. And now I just really want to, like, do some different shit, you know? Yeah. One thing. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess that's something I'm kind of curious. Do, do you feel like... um any of my projects sound the same or do you think they're different enough where it's like cool, you know? Uh, I would say they're all pretty distinct for the most part. I think some of them have some similar stuff, but they all have a different kind of energy around it. Um, and maybe the similarities come from uh, – limited tools or something like that. But I think overall, each one sounds distinct, you know, like if you heard a song, you'd be like, Oh, this came from this or, uh, they're pretty good at having their own kind of themes to an extent. Some of them are less thematic than others. Uh, but they're all, yeah, they're all pretty distinct. I couldn't say that one sounds like another necessarily. Uh, that's good you know it's like i definitely use like some of the same sounds like on purpose because there's like there's one thing that i like to use like i've used it on a bunch of tracks it's like it's like this kind of like spacey bass thing that kind of like it's a uh, it's on like white people party mm. you know like that dun, 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 dun. i like that mm. instrument but i feel i don't want to overuse it but it's like one of my favorite things to <laughs> It just sounds cool because it sounds like spacey, but it has like, you can make it like a funk instrument. So it's kind of cool, you know? It's a signature. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's good because to me, they sound different, but I don't know how it sounds to like the consumer, you know, like the public. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's like. It's always nice to have a different perspective on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. I'd just like to see because I feel like they sound different like like Bible, like I feel like Bible sounds a lot different than Life in Zero Gravity Part Three. They have like different vibes. You know? Yeah, those feel a lot different. Um, I think Purple Haze almost feels like uh, some of the songs could be on different projects. It's almost like a a B sides type of thing. It, not like it's bad. I yeah, know a lot. Sometimes people will be like, "Oh, B sides fucking suck," but it's less. Uh, uh, together as uh some of the other stuff you know like the some of the songs would work on other projects yeah that makes sense because that was actually like i couldn't decide if it was a mixtape or album mm. it seems like an album because it has all the original material but it has like those remixes on it so yeah it was just one of those things so that makes sense and it was yeah that makes a lot of sense actually that that one would be the one that kind of sounds different you know yeah and the bible is not 
as thematic as the others. So I got what you're saying with that. Like that one is, and it's on purpose because because sometimes I'm like, people don't want to hear. Sometimes people just want to throw some shit on and have fun, you know. And that's kind of what I was doing with that. But it, there's a lot more like deeper messages going on, like under the surface, like to, trying to balance. It's always a thing to like balance being having like a dope message and being preachy. It's like you don't want to be preachy, mm-hmm. you know. But you want to. I like to have like something people can walk away with, like to make them think, you know. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, any any more questions? <laughs> Um, hmm. I know I'm really putting you on the spot, but <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself at the end of the year? At the end of the year, um, I definitely think I have a feeling that, like, for one, I think that, um, something has to start clicking, you know, with like what I'm working on. So I think that I definitely think I'll have like another career, even if it's not music by the end of the year. Like I think I'll, I'll be in a different, I think I'll be, I'll definitely be in a different um, apartment, I think, or maybe a house, you never know. Mm-hmm. Okay, what could happen? Moving up. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Maybe I'll downgrade. <laughs> maybe I'll be in a box. Streets. <laughs> yeah. Either way, some shit's going to change is the point. What about you? Where do you think your year is going to take you? What's your 2020 vision, Kurt? 2020 vision? I wish I had 2020. No. Oh, do you uh, not? No, I do. Well, I don't <laughs> think I do. They told me I do, but I couldn't read that shit. And I said, oh. Yeah, maybe it did. <laughs> did it <laughs> say it I on guessed. a paper? <laughs> You're like, wait, does that say <laughs> oh, 2020? Like, oh, it's fucking 44. That's <laughs> uh, 200, year, 200. I see my business growing into something that's profitable. I think that's reasonable to expect. And I think we have the right idea of where we want to go with it. And I see myself growing as an animator and working more on my wellness. And, you know, that's, that's, those are my goals, the wellness and the animation. Those are things I'm trying to work on every day to some extent. And I think that's where I'm trying to grow this year. Those are good goals, I think. Oh, and by the, you know, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but shout out to your business partner, man. Like we're recording in his studio right now. I've recorded so many tracks here and <laughs> I don't think I give him like the proper thanks for that. So I'd like to give him a proper thanks on this SG train as he's known. Yep. Proper yeah. props to the SG train. Burr, burr, burr. That's my, I've been addicted to doing the air horn shit. It's just fun. Burr, like. burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So shouts out to him for that. And um, I, I hope it works out for you guys. Like I, I know people, some people might be skeptical, but I don't see why it couldn't work. You know, it's, it seems like people are looking for alternative medicine right now. Yeah. People don't want the opioids. <laughs> I don't think. I think I think people are starting to wake up to how dangerous those could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. So I don't know. Any more questions you got? Uh, I think that's it. Uh when's your well here's the last one. This is probably a good one to end on. When is your next project or do you have one 
plant. Oh, you know what? I was going to say no, but I fucking forgot. Like, me and Nick are, are really trying to finish that shit up. I think it'll definitely be out by the end of the year. I think he's committed to that. Me and New Jack, I should say. Nice. Yeah, so. When are we going to hear some music from that? When are we going to get a little taste? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That was that we didn't make a sound there. That was just the sound of your ears pre coming mm -hmm. to the thought of the music. Yeah, that was it. it was a pre orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think we're aiming for spring because it's like a flower themed album in a way. Mm, yeah. Hear that, guys? Flower themed. Yeah, flowers. Give us our flowers now. Mm, well, we could still you? smell them. Oh, <laughs> that's been a phrase. Give, give. We're giving them their flowers. I think that's a good thing to do, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really hoping soon. Um, yeah. Do you have a release scheduled? I, I think we're thinking March or April. We'll see though. Okay. Where you? Do you have any like releases scheduled, or is it just kind of in the planning stage? Uh, not really. I am planning on making a comeback to Twitch, hopefully within the next few months. So. Oh. There's a little something. Uh, for music, I want to try to put out something, some small project by the end of the year, but we'll see. We'll that, see where it takes me. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to hear what you do, like coming at it from this, you know, like later on. Because I think your last one was like 2012, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think Wait until the 10th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> And you actually mentioned that track makes no sense. I'm going to hit the listeners with that after this. So this is sort of like a pre-intro to that. We'll, we'll drop it on them. So I don't, people probably haven't heard that. Like, it's been a while now. It's yeah. kind of cool to dig up the old tracks. Yeah, not a lot of people, definitely. So Yeah, so that would be cool. And we'll have another one that we made later in the Godcast. Yes, I didn't forget this time. Godcast. Godcast. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, thanks for being brave enough to enter Dimension 11 and being our first interview. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be the first of hopefully many great interviews. I feel like this was a good one. So, yeah, hope you enjoy this one, listeners. And we're, we'll drop that track on you right now. I want a job, but I don't want to have to work. I wish I could just get paid and not work. Like, like maybe mom could pay me every week, you know? Give me, give me like a fast stack of cash. That'd be sick. Fuck a dollar and a dream, I'm all in for the cream Trade the dream for another dollar undercover baller Just follow these exact actions To upgrade your tax bracket Stack cabbage, it's your turn to start You cash addicts, gotta learn the art The more evil the deed, the more you line pockets The darker, the richer, like fine chocolate Blind profit, pay no mind to have nines Disregard females and ignore the caveats Only go for self, don't get trapped in the system And you just might survive capitalism Get your chips right, chips you gotta right. get right get nobody's gonna hold you down. down Just grab your fist, folks, remember this though What comes around, goes around Get your chips right
right, Chips you gotta right. get right. Get right. Nobody's gonna hold you down. down. Just grab your fist, folks. Remember this, it's though. What goes around comes around. Uh, pissing in the wind, I'm urinating in a hurricane. I'll die on the couch watching tunes till I go insane. And jotting in this rhyme book, and Kai ready in time for revenge. So why am I spitting in verses in my camper when I could be eliciting? All of my attention to the television, listening. Being broke as hell, no hobbies or an occupation. Yeah, I'm going through an awkward phase and really I'm content Making music, not money Making art, not sucking Making love, not fucking But society said, fuck that Get a job, get paid, get laid And you'll really have it made Sure, man, simple as that I'll keep living how I'm living with composure intact Get your chips right, chips you gotta right. get right get Cause right. nobody's gonna hold you down Just grab your fist, folks, remember this though what comes around goes around Get your chips right, chips you gotta right. get right get right. nobody's gonna hold you down. you down Just grab your fist, folks, remember this though What goes around comes around KZRO Sports is on the air. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to have the results of the national championship for y'all, but I don't think I, I don't feel like waiting <laughs> for it to be over. Um, I think the LSU is going to win. They're ahead right now, twenty-eight to twenty-five. Live update, but um, yeah, I don't want to. Um, it's the third quarter, six thirty-one left. LSU has the ball, um, but I I don't want to wait <laughs> that long. I'm just I'm just gonna keep it real. Like this is already later than I normally do these. But that's my prediction, so we'll see if it comes true. That's been my prediction. I think a lot of people are predicting that, but it is a close game. So, uh, in other news, the Lakers are 32 and seven, and they're on an eight-game winning streak. They're five games ahead of the in the West, the number one seed. Man, it feels good. <laughs> it feels real good. And the last few Lakers wins have come without AD, and LeBron sat out the last game, so. Lakers are underway right now, um, so I'm not going to have the results of that game either, but it looks like a win. <laughs> it looks like a win is on the way. Uh, the Bucks are 35-6, and six, a little better record than the Lakers, and they're seven games up in the East, so those are still – those have stayed like the best teams. So props to both teams. Uh, Lakers leading the West, Bucks leading the East. It's a, it's a great year for both <laughs> Um, and I'm looking forward to, I mean, I think that could be the finals matchup. I keep thinking that like, and honestly, I just, I think that I know the Bucks beat the Lakers when they played, but I just really feel like the Lakers just have more options, you know? And I feel like, I feel like they didn't want to let all, you know, it's like, you don't want to let all your secrets out when you're playing a team. So especially if you think it could, there could be a rematch down the line, like you don't want to, they do that a lot in football. Like they don't want to give out their full playbook and kind of expose themselves to that. So yeah, um, it was a, it's going to be, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I think that the Lakers are exceeding a lot of people's expectations. I picked them to win the championship. 
I'm, I'm saying that now. I shot my shot early in the year, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't have predicted that it would that they'd be first in the West at this point. I kind of thought that it would be a little different. I thought they might be third, fourth, maybe. So I, I got to say they even exceeded my expectations to an extent. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, and we had a huge weekend in football. You know, the the NFC championship has been determined. The AFC championship has been determined. Those games are coming at you. Now, the Titans shocked the Ravens 28 to 12, the biggest upset of the weekend. They managed to make Lamar Jackson look somewhat mortal, even though he put up like over 500 yards of total offense. He had two picks and a fumble and, you know, he didn't have his best game and he wasn't that accurate passing wise. And Ryan Tannehill's role continues. He knocked off Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson and now next week he's going to face off against Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs came back from a 24 to nothing deficit to pound the Texans 54 to 31. They had 41 unanswered points in that game at one point. And man, Patrick Mahomes, what can you say? Impressive as hell. Like one of the best quarterbacks that I've seen so far, like in my lifetime, I know there's been a lot of great quarterbacks and, you know, I don't want to just like have that type of hyperbole, but He's just the way he's been performing so far. He's on quite a trajectory, and man, it's going to be interesting. Um, I have a, I, I think I give the Chiefs the edge, but you really can't count the Titans out at this point in the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship, I should say. Sorry about that. The AFC Championship game, um, you can count the Titans out. You'd be a fool to do that at this point. Um, but yeah, and uh, the Packers beat the Seahawks twenty-eight to 23 at Lambeau. Um, nice win for the Packers. Uh, I, I, I kind of I was hoping that they'd win, honestly, f- for selfish reasons. I feel like the Niners, I mean, they destroyed the Packers earlier in the year and they had two razor thin games with the Seahawks where they split, they split those games one and one. They won one, lost one. So I was hoping that they get the Packers because it seemed like an easier game. Like the... Packers are a little more flawed. The Seahawks are pretty damn well-rounded, and they have like an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson. Although Lamar Jackson should be the MVP, it, it's always weird to me that they do. If if it's a regular season award, it's weird that they do it after all this because it's like it almost seems like there's no way that you couldn't like have some type of bias. Like once you see Lamar kind of floundered in the playoffs again to an extent like he did last year, I feel like it, it could start becoming a narrative to people. Now, I just think like he's young and still learning the game, and I think that he'll get better over time. And it, I mean, he still put up 500 yards of offense. Let's not take that away from him. <laughs> it's still impressive either way. But man, um, that, it's, it was a rough outing. <laughs> I, I don't think people saw that coming. Now, the Niners, the San Francisco 49ers, are going to host the NFC Championship game. They beat the Vikings 27-10 in San Francisco. Super dominant performance by the defense. Jimmy G didn't get in the way. He wasn't great, but he didn't get in the way. So, like, it was kind of a mixed performance by him, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it overall, it's a, it's a good um, – it's definitely a good feeling – Niners back in the NFC Championship, and I feel like they're going to win that game. I feel like they're going to beat the Packers. I feel strongly about that, and I, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I know I'm being a homer, but man, like 
the Chiefs don't really have a defense like that, and the Niners do. And like Mahomes is better than Garoppolo is, but I don't know if he's that much better to that extent where it's going to factor in like that. You know, I just feel like the Niners seem more well-rounded and I think that they can definitely pull that one out. So I'm excited about that. That's what I see coming, you know, and it's sad that on the combat sports side of things, like this is, (laughs) this kind of messed up, but I was like, Oh, it doesn't seem like there's much of a big weekend. It was all women's boxing. That was the headline of the weekend. And we got to give the women some more props. Like in my head, I'm like, they're, they're not as well known so in my head, I'm like, it didn't seem like as big. But then when I really sat back and thought about the gravity of it, I'm like, man, we had some history made. Caressa Shields became the fastest boxer in history to win titles at three weights. Um, Shields won a UD in 10 over Ivana Habazin, I think is how you say her name. <laughs> Shields improves to 10 and 0, two knockouts. Um, and Habazin falls to 20 and 4, seven knockouts. So Shields has now won at middle super middle and super welter so that's she's she won her and she's doing it in reverse order which is interesting so she won at super middle which is 168 then she won at middle 160 then super welter which is 154 some call it light middle super welter same thing but yeah there's just different names for it so man like big props to shields like she has the two gold medals she's only 24 years old like she's on a tear like and I know that the competition isn't as stiff in women's boxing. There just aren't as many women fighters. And a lot of them are doing MMA. Like it almost seems like there's more female MMA fighters than there are boxers right now. But um, regardless, you can only beat who they put in front of you. And to win in three divisions in 10 fights, you got to take your hat off to her. And I know she gets she gets knocked for not knocking people out. But in women's boxing, the rounds are only two minutes if they added that extra minute, which I think they should, like it might be a different story. I think you'd see more stoppages, more knockouts. Uh, and I think they should, you know, why not? The women, they're great at what they do. Like give them an opportunity, give them that extra minute, see what happens. In another women's championship match, Alejandra Jimenez won a split decision over Franchone Cruz Desern. And I'm so sorry if I butchered that name. But she improves to 13-0-1 with nine knockouts. And, um, yeah, like, and, and Desern falls to 6-2. and two, But it, impressive win. Um, it was a controversial win. Uh, the CompuBox had Desern landing more punches. But I think regardless, it's impressive because Jimenez was a heavyweight champion in 2017. And she won these belts at super middle. She won the WBC and WBO super middle belts. So, I mean, that's a that's a hell of a jump. Like, I think it's something like 70 pounds difference from where she was. And at her head, I read that at her heaviest weight, she was 140 pounds heavier than that. So that's pretty remarkable to even get into some type of competitive fight at that weight if you were weighing that much more at one point. You know, she basically cut her weight in half you know, from her heaviest point. So I find that impressive. Uh, yeah, big weekend, big, big sports. Oh, and before I forget, um, the Astros were have been punished by Major League Baseball for uh, cheating against the Dodgers in the 2017 World Series. 
So AJ Hinch, their manager, and then their GM have they both were suspended for the next year. Astros are fined five million dollars, and you know all other t- there were other um, penalties, but the Astros chose to fire Hinch and their other and their GM, which is ah. Like it seems, I get why they did that, but at the same time, it's like, is that a loophole? You know, like I feel like the punishment, it sounds like a lot, but at the same time, it's like they literally stole a championship. And if you watch that World Series, you saw how close it was. Like for one, it went to seven games. So the fact that they're cheating in there, banging on the trash can and all that to let them know what pitch was coming, like (laughs) the fact that all that happened, I feel like they're, I feel like there should be a stricter punishment for that. But I mean, I don't know. What can you do? Like it's it's one of those things is like I don't know if you can take the championship away, but damn, it almost seems like you should. And Major League Baseball is inve- is investigating another team for cheating against the Dodgers in the World Series, although that one wasn't as close. The Red Sox in 2018. So the Dodgers just can't catch a break, man. Um I f- I mean, I am a Dodger fan and it's just it's hard like like part of you is like, yeah, at least they're at least it's coming out, but then at the same time it's like, well, yeah, but we don't get the chip, you know, or at least it doesn't look like we're gonna get the chip. So it still sucks. <laughs> but yeah, big, big weekend. Um, we'll see how the national championship plays out. I'll, it's gonna be super late by the time I get you those results. <laughs> but for now, um, I'm predicting LSU in a competitive match. And this has been KZRO Sports. And now, let us read from the Book of Grav. I've never really been a hater. I'd rather be an innovator. I'm the freest thought generator. I'm your deepest thought penetrator. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm living free of expectations. I'm forming all of the next nations. Free of restraint of reputations. There are no edits to my education. Come on, this is a celebration. Too strong, I never felt abrasions. This is that raw rap straight from the basement. I'm a master when it comes to placement. I try to bring originality while ensuring that I'm living validly. King of hip hop, R&B, not a single soul is barring me. Ha ha, this is regeneration. Keeping all of the lines zen adjacent. Evil has no familiarity. I'm on, it's my mission to kill disparity. And that was the Book of Grav. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us this week. Big thanks to Kurt the Hero for appearing once again. And SG Train. I mean, we're using this room right now. And I think it sounds extra nice this week. So big shout out to all the listeners. And um, I'm going to play you off with a track from 2017 of the aforementioned Purple Haze. This is Aggro. May may all your aggro dreams come true. Well, maybe not. If they're too aggro, maybe not. I don't know why I said that, but yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the track and peace until next week. Hmm. Hmm. Wanna fuck some shit up? Let's fuck some shit up. Yeah! 
Smash Bros, aggro when we smash foes. Math flows, bass goals when you catch those. Smash Bros, brash bows, give them tag toes. Asshole, rap goal, grow our cash, yo. Smash Bros, aggro when we smash foes. Math flows, bass goals when you catch those. Smash Bros, brash bows, give them tag toes. Asshole, rap goal, grow our cash, yo. I know that you didn't mean to start shit with me. Too bad you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Had to catch these, 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 these hands. And I'll be damned if you handling me. Man, I didn't plan to go mad at Unleash. Fists in the midst of a sparring match. With my brother while you watch from afar and laugh. I was losing like no other and I start to snap. Whipped off the gloves, then I darted dash. Through a honey hand slap like I was E Honda. You were Nagasaki, I was dropping these bombers. A percussion, you can neck longer than Dawson. Sucking himself backwards. Went all in shitty how I felt after. But now you know you should impress and piss off the master. Smash bros, egg bro, when we smash foes. Matt flows, bass goes. When you catch those Smash bros, brash bros, give them tag toes Asshole, rap goal, grow our cash, yo Smash bros, egg bro, when we smash foes Math flows, bass goals, when you catch those Smash bros, brash bros, give them tag toes Asshole, rap goal, grow our cash, yo Tell me how you want it, you can get it anyway I don't really play that shit that so many play You can bring your homies and you'll all get this work You ain't throw your phonies and that weak shit is murky Leave you looking like you were addicted to chew Can't fix it but glue rocks you're kicking a fool What you know about jumping? This is South Chumpin' But Biff and Cody's tips so get the crowd pumping. Me and Kurt sparring to beat that ass Smash bros swinging, get your cheap ass smash With my dad's ass if he wanna test the god I heard you suck, that's the best you brought You working, receiving well I'm shipping these hands Overnight Express catch you slipping G's man Me and Kurt the hero Merkin weirdos Big bad smash bros You sure should fear those Smash bros aggro When we smash foes Math flows bass goals When you catch those Smash bros brash bows Give them tag toes Asshole rap goal Grow our cash yo Smash bros aggro When we smash foes Math flows bass goals When you catch those Smash bros brash bows Give them tag toes Asshole rap goal Grow our cash yo so I was taking a walk the other day <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, then you cut some fucking hands yes. <laughs> You don't mess with the Smash Bros, you get smashed, yo Yeah, we turn you to the Trash Bros Whack! Bro Shouts out to Living Proof. Shouts out to Scylla. <laughs> OGB. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Shouts out to New Jack.